following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. You can turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 33 through 36, and that's on page 870 in the Pew Bibles, if that's helpful to you. Um, Rumor has it that now with this new presentation software, you can download the app and follow along with that as well, although I'm usually uh, doing this part, so I'm not fooling around on my phone trying to figure out if that works or not, so you'll have to tell me. Um, Anyway, so it has been said that the scriptures are like a pool of water that is shallow enough for a baby to wade in and deep enough for a scholar to drown in. Um, and I admit that in my study this week, I tried very hard uh, to drown in shallow water. Um, and what I mean to say is that I tried very hard to make the concepts uh, here in this passage of Scripture very complicated. Uh, and in fact, they are very simple. Um, it's just too easy if the truth can be found, you know, just a plain reading of the text. Uh, how much fun is that? Well, too bad for me um, and good for us, I hope. Let's look at Luke 11:33 through 36. Jesus said, No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, Be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. Amen. Let's pray. Father, um, as we turn to your word this morning, we pray that your spirit would speak that you would um, that you would clear the decks of our hearts and minds that we would hear your voice they'd clear away the clutter of the things that are on our minds that we could focus on you and your word we pray that you would instruct us that you would be our teacher that we would know you more to see you with the eyes of our hearts We give you this time for your glory and our good in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible often uses uh, metaphors, right? Figures of speech that are symbolic of other principles and concepts. Um, And one of the most used metaphors in the Bible is the idea of light representing truth. Uh, For example, Psalm 119, uh, verse 105. You may have heard this one before. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. We used to sing that song over and over and over and over again. Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. That's certainly my prayer for us today. But we're not dealing with a vague Uh, some vague philosophical concept of truth. Um, We're dealing with concrete and well-defined truth 
the truth of the gospel. That God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son to live and to die and to rise again to pay the penalty for our sin and the sin of mankind. And that all who trust in him will not die as their sin deserves, but will be forgiven by God's grace and live forever with him in his eternal kingdom. That's the truth of the gospel. The truth that we all need a savior, that we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And this is the light that Jesus is talking about. But Jesus takes, uh, he makes this metaphor even more personal because he himself is the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way to understand truth. So when he says in verse 33, no one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. What's Jesus saying to his audience there that day and to us now? He's saying, here I am. I'm, I'm right here. I'm right in front of you telling you the truth and shining the light of the gospel for everyone to see. I'm not hiding out in some cave or perched on some mountaintop where you've got to climb up to reach me. I'm right here, right in front of you. And though now he is at the right hand of the Father in heaven, the truth, the gospel, is still right out in front for us all to see, shining its light through his church, through us, through the word of God, through the best-selling book in the history of the world. Right? How many copies of it do you own? How many versions of it are in your pocket right now? Right? It, it, it's right in front of us. Often we just choose not to see it. In verse 34, Jesus says, Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, meaning unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. Healthy eyes see clearly. Unhealthy eyes don't. It's that simple. Really wanted to complicate that. It's simple. Second Corinthians four, three through six says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing with unhealthy eyes. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The sad truth is, not everybody wants their life to be lit. John 3:19 through 21 says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that at me 
it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. The work of the truth is to shine light into the darkness. Alistair Begg asked the question, why would anyone want their life to be lit? The answer is only because they realize that their life is darkness. When our eyes are healthy and our whole body is full of light, when our lens is the truth of the gospel, we see life and light and beauty in a whole different way. We will see that the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. I'm an, I'm an appreciator of trees and of wood. And I think that maybe I look at trees a little bit different than most people do. But I think that it's because of the light of the gospel that I understand that the creation of trees and their beauty and design is that's because of God. That's because of his creative nature and his love for us and his common grace that he shares with the world that everyone can see the trees, but not everybody sees the trees. The way the leaves grow, the way the branches are, the way the grain runs, the different colors and the Man, I can just talk about, talk about that all day. But that's because God has illumined that beauty. It's not just a random, a random development of cells that, that started with nothing, and now it's a tree. And we can make, I guess we can make tables and stuff out of it. Ho-hum. When our eyes are healthy, our whole body is full of light, and we see things differently. We can see that that beauty comes from the Lord and is a blessing and a gift from him if we're willing to see it. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He went as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which give, gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus didn't just give sight to the physically blind. He gives sight to the spiritually blind. Because that's the work of the truth, to shine light in the darkness. But Jesus gives us a very stern warning in verse 35. He says, 
Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. How does that work? What? How is that even possible? How can the light within us be darkness? Well, Jesus said so. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's possible. But what does that look like? How, what does he even mean? The only way for the light in you to be darkness is if you think your darkness is actually light. And you're wrong. If light is the truth of the gospel and darkness is deception, the only way for the light within us to be darkness is if we think we have the light because we've fooled ourselves into thinking that we have the light when we don't. Now, how can a person do this? Have you ever met anyone like this? Are you like this? A person can do this when they count on their religion to save them when they count on their good deeds, when they count on their church attendance, when they count on their volunteerism, when they count on their helping other people, when they count on, well, I've never murdered anyone, when they count on being basically good when they're not, because we're not, when they merely agree with the facts instead of trusting in the person of Jesus Christ. Anytime repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ is replaced by something else, people can be easily fooled into thinking they're headed for heaven when they are not. Friends, there are millions of people gathered around the world today that think this. They'll gather together in a building like this and they'll sit on benches just like this, and they'll think that they're going to heaven because they're basically good. And as long as we're nice, as long as we're just, we follow rule number one, don't be a jerk, we're going to be okay because God loves everybody, we're all set. And that's a lie. And millions of people are deceived. Without repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ, For forgiveness of sin, there is no salvation. The only way for the light inside of us to be darkness is when we think anything other than that. We have to repent of our sins to turn away from our sin and turn to Jesus. Admitting that we're sinners and we need a Savior and Jesus is the only one. That's the only way to have true light inside of us. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, my least favorite verses of Scripture. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. These are those whose light in them is actually darkness. Without a relationship with Jesus, without repentance of sin, 
They did lots of good things. They went to church. They did all the religious observances. They did good deeds, but they never knew Jesus, and Jesus never knew them. They're self-deceived. So Jesus' warning to us is don't be like that. Don't be like them. Don't let the light in you be darkness. Repent of your sins and trust in Jesus personally. Walk with him personally. See to it that the light in you is not darkness. Finally, verse 36. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. The work of the truth is to shine light in the darkness. And that is our work given to us by Jesus, to shine the light of the truth of the gospel into this dark world. And this is not the only time that Jesus used this metaphor. He said in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A city, on a, a, hill, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Again, Alistair Begg says, we can't be light unless we are set ablaze by Jesus. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its rays gives you its light. And so we are left to ask ourselves the question, am I living in the light or am I dwelling in darkness? If you're living in the light, by all means, shine. <laughs> right? Shine the light of the truth of the gospel on those around you. And when you light a lamp or a candle if you can understand that more clearly than an oil lamp, the light shines on everything around it. It doesn't choose which parts, which things it's going to shine its light on. It shines on everything around, unless something is hiding in the dark. So shine your light on everyone around you. And if you're dwelling in darkness, then by all means repent. Turn to Jesus. Turn away from your sinful ways and trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and his light will fill you so that you can shine. Those that are going to go through the waters of baptism have made that choice. They're filled with light and want that light to shine and testify to that before you uh, today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent the light of the world to us. That simply by faith in Jesus Christ, 
our sins would be forgiven and our darkness would be wiped out. That we'd be filled with your light. Lord, help us not to hide that light under a bushel, a bushel basket, but to let it shine. Help us to examine our own hearts to see that there is no darkness in us. That our faith truly is in Jesus. That our faith is personal, not just agreeing with facts, but trusting in a person. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we pray that your spirit would continue to speak to us, that your word would not return to you empty. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.